New Extra Charge Hot and Iced Coffee from Dunkin' is made with 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract because we could all use a little extra this year. Whether that's an extra boost, some extra boldness, or the drive to go the extra mile, we're extra ready for whatever comes our way and extra excited to take it on. Let's get it done with a medium extra charged coffee from Dunkin' for $2 with 20% more caffeine. And pair it with snackable stuffed bagel minis for an added all-day boost. Order ahead on the Dunkin' app. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sweet Mom Talks. Today we have a doula on, and we're really excited, and I think all of our listeners are excited because we've wanted one on forever, and we finally have one. We're so excited. This so, is Brie, guys. Hi. Please introduce yourself. Hi, um, my name is Brie. I am a holistic doula. Um, I'm a found, the founder of Birthright Wellness, LLC. Um, and I'm also an author, a published author of a self-care journal for mamas. Um, it's called For Us, a self-care journal for mamas. And a podcast host, um, my show focuses on wellness of black women typically um and it's called the mad milky podcast um black mothers I should that's say. so great <laughs> oh my goodness yes um like literally everything i do uh, is like very much involved with wellness um so yeah i guess that's me in a nutshell well oh, and link, i'm a mom duh Hi. we'll link everything below guys and then we'll share it on our stories like where you can purchase her book and where you can listen to her podcast and stuff we'll list it all below i need to buy one of those self-care Yes. For real. For real. Alright, we are so excited. So our first question, and I think our most asked question is, what made you want to become a doula? Yes. Um, so I had, I'm just gonna like jump right to it. Um, I had a very traumatic birth experience. Um, I was scheduled for a C-section um at 39 weeks because I have what is called gestational diabetes, which is literally diabetes while you're pregnant and then it like goes away after you have the baby. Um, so I had to be induced because um, there is like a, some risk if you go 40 weeks, the baby can be like really big and just cause a lot of um, birth complications. So I was getting induced, but I still had um, the idea that I would be giving, having, I'm sorry, I think I told you guys C-section. I was scheduled for just to give birth and mm -hmm. I went into it thinking that I was going to have a vaginal birth. Um, but I was administered a drug called Pitocin, which is, um, oxytocin, like the man-made version of oxytocin, oxytocin, which is a hormone. So it's like, but like, how can you create a man-made, man-made version of like, what our bodies naturally do. Yeah, so you can imagine, like, if you look into the, the numbers, like, Pitocin has, most of the time, more than not, has adverse effects during birth. So that's what happened. In my case, um, my daughter um, got fluid in her lungs. Her heart rate was decreasing. It was, like, literally, I, I went from hearing her heartbeat, like, beating normally to it, like, being very slow and super scary. And this was my first birth. Um, and like out of nowhere they're like she needs an emergency c-section it's like uh, i don't want to say 100 people came in but it was probably like 10 to 15 doctors and nurses that came flying in and like they were all looking at the fetal monitor they flew me down the hallway they told my daughter's father to get dressed to come into the or um and they like slammed the door in his face didn't let him in so i'm scared as hell in this super bright lit white sterile ass room. those rooms are scary scary um it's like loud there's noise people are moving fast you hear them opening i see instruments and like it was just a lot and um 
they put a oxygen mask over me, but like they didn't say anything. So I learned throughout my training that like there has to be consent for like everything. So just the fact that they just like slammed this mask on me, I was just like, like I never, I've never had surgery before. Right. So I'm like, what is this? I was like, what is this? I kept asking him, what is this? He was like, it's just oxygen. And then I woke up and I was in recovery and my baby wasn't beside me. She wasn't on my chest. I didn't, I was like so high on drugs, like on morphine and everything else, whatever else. Cause I literally don't know to this day what I was administered. Um, and like they, I, I was literally asking like my mom and my daughter's godmother and her father, like, did I have the baby? Like, where is she? Is she okay? Like also, but they were like laughing at me cause I seemed loopy, but like literally I was like, what happened to you know like what happened to my baby I don't know what happened to me I don't know what happened in that room so um after that I started like hunting on google as much as possible like what the fuck happened to me I don't know like I didn't even know what to google for real so it was just like I ended up coming across this term doula and um I just kind of went down that path of like being like okay this is someone who mother's the mother essentially who advocates for you know the birthing person who supports su supports um them emotionally physically um you know gives education and like it just was like all of these things that i'm like i wish i had that so um that's like in a nutshell that's how i got here i had like a really hard recovery after birth um i experienced baby blues um I, I don't know probably like borderline postpartum depression i was also going through a breakup with her father it was like a lot but um i will say that like after i kind of learned what happened to me it's been this healing journey for five years like to this day i still sometimes cry when i talk about my birth story um and and i learned really through my doula training that what happened to me i was very close to becoming a very real statistic that exists which is that black women die four times more than white women during birth and so like i had a blood clot i had i lost a lot of blood and it was just like so much that went on and um it's just scary that i was like that close in 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 the in, the, in my birth you know your your birth is supposed to be desirable and, and mine was like not at all and like it's supposed to be the most beautiful moment and so yeah a long-winded response to like that's how I got no, here. No, that like work. makes me teary-eyed. I yeah. can't believe that. That's yeah, crazy. It's so scary and just going into a C-section is terrifying. And they take you into this room and it looks like something out of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It does. It's scary. Uh, it does. And they put you on this table and they like, sh did they strap your hands down? I don't even remember. Like remember? I literally oh don't God. remember. So I had to have one because my daughter was breech. Mm -hmm. So they take me in, and it all happened very fast. And they like, strap my arms down. I'm like, why are you strapping my arms down? And they're like, oh, some people will like try and like they'll freak out and try and reach down there, or like they'll try and help. And then I'm like, oh, that's scary. Oh my god, that's I didn't scary. Know. Yeah, it was super scary because literally, like, I I really went into it like being like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna have a vaginal birth, and that was just not at all the case. Yeah, it was crazy. It I'm was so really crazy. sorry that. Thank you. I oh my gosh, that. like my, I'm like trying not to cry right now. That is like you can cry if it comes, let it flow. Oh my so, god. Yeah, it is. It's hard. It's horrifying. It's still like it, you wouldn't think. I wouldn't think that five years later I would still literally be mourning my birth. But that it also I had to have that experience so that I could show up in the work that I do in the way that I do. So like, I mean, trauma is trauma. It's gonna come up. It is. Yeah. And it still comes up like in every single birth that I have with clients. I'm I still like relive my 
experiencing that. So yeah, it's fine. All right. So then what are the steps to becoming or what training did you have to do to become a doula? Very interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I would love to be a doula. Same. Yeah. But I'm like, I think I'm too emotional. And I would, you would be thinking I'm giving birth because I'm crying so hard at your I birth. I cry at every birth. Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I love birth. Yeah. Same. It's magical. Yeah, it, it is. It really is. And, um, you know, just like my biggest thing as a doula is like I live to protect the memory of each birth that, you know, I attend. So it is magical. Um, but yeah, so to become a doula, you essentially have to find a doula organization that is like aligned with you. Um, and you go through the training process. Usually it's like allotted a, a certain amount of hours. Um, and then each like doula program would have like certification requirements so like my um school that i came through is called mama glow shout out to Latham thomas um she booked she's based in brooklyn so there was like it was like a intensive program it was two weekends um one for level one one for level two and we were literally like locked in a room with no technology no nothing but like tears and hearts and shit it was so deep it was oh, so crazy like ina, ina may style yeah exactly i read all her books and she makes me want to oh, deliver at the farm i want to deliver at the farm i want to walk up that mountain 10 centimeters dilated <laughs> so beautiful yeah oh my gosh i love her books and that's kind of what that made me think of yeah, yeah it, that's how i was to i'm gonna give you the books yeah, she has okay. really great books i'm actually reading um spiritual midwifery by her right now that's what i read before yeah. i gave birth and i was like we're going to the farm she's a farm in <laughs> Somewhere. Yes, yeah, somewhere in America, and women go there to give birth there, and on a farm. It says she outside. I, it's like a she's had it open for like I want to say fifty years. All fifty years, I think it's a point three percent C section rate mm-hmm. out of every single birth over fifty years. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's insane, and the way the midwives and the doulas there speak to the women, like they'll be like, "I need I need an epidural," and the way they speak to you and encourage you and empower you, it's like I just want. Like, these women are, like, pushing 11-pound babies out, no epidural, standing up in a shower. Like, mm-hmm. it's Yeah, amazing. it's, like, really, like, going inside of yourself and, like, just, uh, like, literally just you. It's just you and baby, and, like, that's really all it should be anyway, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, oh, my God, what were we talking about? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> know. Oh, the certifications. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you just find, like, a, a program that aligns with you. Like, my program that I came through called Mama Glow is, is very rooted in African ancestry and it's very holistic so like I knew that that's what I wanted um but like there are other programs that like there's something out there for everybody really so um but yeah you just go you do your hours you do your like clinicals or whatever um and you know just turn in your coursework and that's it how long have you been a doula um I've been a doula for what's this month October? Yeah. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I've been a doula since last, like a year and a half, I guess. Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've been doing it full time since January. I quit my job December 2019, Christmas Eve. It was my last day at work, and I have been full, doing full time doula. So your anniversary is coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, congratulations. Thank That's you. amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I'm like really excited. Um, because I didn't, I don't know, I didn't think I would, like, be bold enough to just be like, fuck this job. And, like, my, I've been happier 
than ever in my entire life. Like everything is aligning is aligning in my life, like mentally, spiritually, physically, like everything is on point and I know that it's because I like Does that help you be a better doula? I yeah. were you were you delivering were you being a excuse me, were you a doula when you were also having a different job? Like my first yeah, my first birth was my only birth that um I did like both. Okay. And it just so happened to fall on a weekend. And I was just like, you know what? If this girl goes into labor while I'm at work, I'm going to just have to say, fuck this job and just go. Like, I'm just going to have to go. That's and I'm going to just probably lose my job. I was like, I was willing to risk it anyway at that point. Right. So. What did you do before this? Um, I was a medical office assistant. Fuck that job. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I hated it. It was, like, administrative and really, really annoying. And I hated it. So, yeah. It was, it was very boring. Like, I'm, a, I'm very much a, like, people person and, like, I'm a, a lover and I'm like annoying. I want to put everybody on my bosom and like let me love you. So like <laughs> she wants to breastfeed everyone. <laughs> like, yes! She wants to breastfeed everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's literally like the way I live my life. Like, yes, just have like, some. Like, you, I can make you feel better. I can. You got a cold? Okay. You got I can fix for you. <laughs> yes, literally. I, I, so like it just it just makes sense that this is what I'm doing and like. Like, I, I just knew that I was, like, limiting myself um, in all ways, um, you know, working with corporate America. So, like, I'm blessed. I can't say that this will be the same experience for everybody, but I believe we can make it do that if that's what you want. Because so. it's really what it's you really want. Manifest it. really what you want. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, I know a midwife and a doula, they're very different. And I think people, like, conjoin the two they do. sometimes. Conjoin the two. Yeah. Can you tell everybody what the difference is? Yes. Um, so midwives, um, are like, oh, they're like OBGYN. So essentially they are doctors, but they only specialize in birth only. Um, so the first midwives actually came from Africa in 1619 and they brought their like traditions and like rituals for prenatal care over, but, um, experts, they're experts in unmedicated birth I like to say most of the time so there's also two different types of midwives you have CPMs which um, is certified professional midwives and then you have CNMs who are certified nurse midwives so they come through like nursing school CPMs literally go to a midwifery school and they're like attending births from day one um, while they're still in training CNMs are more like they're I think they're in school for like eight years and they don't like start doing attending births until like after so it's like cnms typically i believe have more experience because they're already hands-on like from the jump right. um and like cnms not all of them but like some of them some of them their soul has clearly been sucked out of them more they're more a little they can be more westernized um and, and typically cnms are more um practicing in the hospitals versus doing home births cpms are only doing home births i, I know can, that's like yeah. tricky i can vouch to... for that difference i had two different midwives when i was giving birth to my son mm -hmm. one that was during there when um what's it called when triage mm -hmm. one through triage and then one was like i, I want to say she was there for maybe a couple of hours before the birth and the one through triage she was very holistic she was explaining to me how to breathe and i was yes. telling her i really want to try to go without an epidural and she was like you are strong mm -hmm. she, was, she, she was she gave me a mantra to say to myself beautiful and she was like you're strong you're capable you can do this she was like every she didn't say contraction she didn't use that word she said sensation we she, say sensation she said i think she said surge she said okay. every surge 
she was like, is your baby moving? She was like, every surge is doing something. And then the midwife that was before my son, before he came, she was just like, do you want an epidural now? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you want the epidural? Like, yeah. I think, I think she got tired of me like yelling. <laughs> but <laughs> like, but so what? Like, it happens. I know. <laughs> I could tell the difference. And I, because I remember Dina Mae's book, they said it's not best to yell, but I had back labor. And mm. that was a God forsaken me during birth. Mm-hmm. I was screaming. I yeah. actually sounded like a dying whale. But yeah, so I could really tell the difference between them. Like one was very like, you're so strong, you can yeah. do this. And one was like, you gonna get the epidural or not? Right. Like, you like, want it or not? Typically, CNMs are more like nurturing and emotionally yeah. like um, they have a more like emotionally oriented approach um, than CNMs. Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also midwives are more inclined to like work with families to manage like physical and social and like mental health and you know everything surrounding birth and um so yeah i guess i can get to ob wait are, did you ask me ob yeah get into it all right and then so like obgyns hopefully i'm giving you responses that make sense um obgyns are like trained much differently like the the very distinct difference between midwives and obgyns is that ob's can give surgery like Midwives can't perform surgery typically. Okay. Um, but they're like OBGYNs are more westernized. Obviously, they're in the hospital. Um, they're trained though to manage like high risk pregnancy surgery. Um, they are permitted to use like forceps and vacuums, and midwives are like they're not allowed to do that. But also, they don't want to do that anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and also, OBGYNs are more um they're more likely to use interventions of like epidural um episiotomy which is no no um episiotomy is when a doctor literally cuts the perineum like right so the baby comes through the i like to call it a passageway but people say vaginal canal um they like cut right under that so that the baby can have room but like episiotomy typically you don't um heal correctly there's Scar tissue. Yeah. It really like honestly mine is too. Because <laughs> yes. I did a birthing class mm-hmm. with um with a doula and let me tell you she is nothing like you. Okay. Is that a compliment? That is a great compliment. You. you know what she told us? <laughs> she told us that when our baby's born that they're gonna shape and mold our son's head. No. Yeah. I so, remember this. Yes. So that was the whole thing. Anyway, <clears throat> she was insane. But I remember she showed us a video of what an episiotomy was, and then she did say though, she was like, Do not let she was like, you'll heal better from a fourth degree tear than you will from a natural one. Yeah, because yeah. like our bodies literally, like our bodies will tear na- naturally so that it like makes room for baby to come. Like right. you don't need to cut me because God knows. If like, it needs it to can, happen, it'll happen. And like, it, and then so baby's coming, like descending. There's now you have this unnatural tear, and now it can like who knows how much worse the the cut can get because I, they slice you right to the booty hole. It's Ooh. it's terrible, and like you know, more melanated people. Um, tend to keloid so like think about you know with that scar yeah. tissue and all that it's like I keloid yeah it, exactly so it, it just do, just imagine keloid. that being there you know I it could be literally from your vaginal opening to your butt it could be that bad. I didn't think about the keloid yeah exactly so it's just a lot I know that. how the keloid on my knee looks yeah but um oh my god yeah and they also and they also obviously I, they do instrument deliveries which are like really should not be done right. at all unless it's like really 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 detrimental situation but um and then so doulas are typically a person trained to assist um, a birthing person during the 
experience of childbirth and the birth continuum, which is fertility, preconception, labor and delivery, miscarriage, loss, and abortion. Um, so literally there are birth doulas, some doulas that only specialize in birth, some that do birth and postpartum, some that are, there are doulas that exist that are called death doulas. There are like, there's like a wide range, there are fertility doulas, so like myself, I'm a full spectrum doula because I've been trained in birth, postpartum, miscarriage, loss, and abortion. So um, I can like, I've had clients that call and say like, I need you to just be with me and witness me for my abortion, and I would do that. So if that's, so um, a lot of people don't realize that like that is also a thing. Right. So, um, but yeah, we provide um, physical, emotional support. We provide education um, and advocacy before, during, and shortly after childbirth. Like I just like to say in a nutshell, we mother the mother or we mother the birthing person. That's so. such a good slogan because who, no one does that for the mother mm -hmm. if you really think about yeah. it. Mm -hmm. I wish like postpartum care was normal i feel a postpartum doula could do so much oh my god yeah. like, right. oh my goodness i love i love postpartum just because of like it's just not enough focus on the fourth trimester it's not enough focus on like recovery around the emotion after birth um if you have kids you know it's like a lot to adjust with a new baby and with your you know your your other children and the part just like the whole family dynamic changes so it's just a lot of Emotional support and physical support I feel is very much needed after birth. Um, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity there. Is like, are you also like part lactation consultant, or is that something totally different? So as yeah, well? a lactation consultant is is something different. I definitely do have tools and like resources that I provide around breastfeeding, but I'm not I'm not technically a breastfeeding right. counselor. Mm -hmm. I will be getting some sort of certification about that. Around She's that. well rounded. Okay. <laughs> In 2021, I'm trying to like you know. Cross yeah, my teeth yeah. and not my eyes. Like, That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm also um, about to um, dabble in placenta encapsulation as well. So <laughs> she just spoke so right cool. to her heart. Yay! Yes. I really wanted to do that, like with my daughter, and I just I didn't do it. It's, they're literally you can Google like there are people that literally that that is their job. That is I know, their only job. You can do it like on Etsy. I think you really can do it. Honestly, if you watch a YouTube video, you can do that shit yourself. Yeah, but, I feel like they make it. The hospital makes it really hard for you to take. Oh, it, it's very. Oh my god! Yeah. Literally, they will fight you to the death <laughs> to keep your placenta. So they, they really for, sell, to it. sell it for research. It's you. They do a lot of. It. They do a lot of creepy. Yeah. Shit with your placenta. Can I curse on you? Yeah, yeah. don't curse. Oh yeah, they fuck, do me, a, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, they do a lot of really weird, creepy shit. And like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the story of Henrietta Lacks. It's like this black woman that was at Hopkins, and she had some really cool like cells, and like they they took her cells from her when she and from her when she died, and like made all of these really great like um, cures for for like in science. From herself, they didn't tell her family. Like no, they the Hopkins was getting all this money for like, um, using her freaking organs and everything else. And like the family found out way later. And like to this day, I think there's still a court. And this was like thirty years ago. I heard the name. But, I like, heard the name. But Henrietta Lex. Just Google Henrietta Lex. There's, all, there's also a movie on her. But like, they do really freaky weird shit. Like we we trust the hospital, but like we have to be reminded that hospitals. It's a business. It's a business, and also hospital birth is a very new concept. There's this. This is like, like not. This has not been happening for long. Like we've been having home like births. Last it is. I didn't even think about it that. It is hospital birth is a new concept. This is not. This is something they're still learning to this day. 
home birth and like outside birth is what we've been doing for generations so like we really need to get back to the way that she oh used to be goodness. yeah i didn't you just blew my mind by saying that oh. i literally for some reason think that like hospital births have just been because that's what they, they force it down our throats but like you think about it like hospitals are where people go when they're dying when they're sick when they need surgery that is what hospitals are for like you know what i mean like yeah. and 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 that's why the the c-section rates are so fucking high at hospitals because they want more money, <laughs> you know, like you can get lucky and you can, you know, be blessed and f to find a really amazing OBGYN. I'm not going to act like they don't exist. They do. But it's just more likely that, you know, they'll push intervention on you and they'll push, you know, medicine when you don't want it. And they'll like, and that's really why it's important to have a doula. Like I really am a firm believer in if you would not show up to court without a lawyer, do not show up to birth without a doula, period. You should get a shirt that says that. <laughs> so... One of our questions was, is a doula covered by your insurance? Yeah. So, it's a state-to-state -state thing. Um, I There are some insurance policies, very few, um, that will cover doula care. Um, but sometimes it's like they only cover a portion. But most of the times, like, you have to remember, like, insurance is also a business. So, like, anything that involves wellness is like, mm, I'm not paying for that because it's really not a need. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, typically, no. Um, but sometimes like I have heard, I do have some doula, um, sisters that like will have their client pay them in cash and sometimes the insurance company will reimburse the client, but like, it's not, it's not really yeah. like typical that that happens that way. Um, but like, you just have to think of it as like an investment that is like very much necessary. It's so necessary because it will, ch it literally will change the way you give birth and the way that you give birth will, ch will change your life so um you know if you just like people that like you want some gucci you want some balenciaga you want that you'll invest in like a nice bag but like you won't invest in or you're you're less like willing to invest in something that will change the way that you live your life and the way that you feel as a woman and birthing per birth in person it, it's just worth it when you think about it you're right yeah. all around health yeah so can you so say, so you're there for the mom, like mm -hmm. you're not there for the doctor. You're not. No. So I do remember <clears throat> my OB, who is not my OB anymore. I fired her. Um, but when during my, um, my pregnancy with my son, I do remember asking her about doulas and midwives and she was like, you can have them in the room. She's like, but a doula will not tell me what to do. Yeah. They don't like us. Oh, she was like, she will not intervene. If I'm telling you, you need a C-section. She's like, I will not listen to what your doula has mm -hmm. to say. And I was like. Oh, yeah. We get the most pushback because we are, like, we learn, we literally have knowledge that they don't have, number one, and they don't like that because they have, like, this, like, you know, I think I'm, I'm the shit because I have, like, a white coat, <laughs> yeah. whatever, who cares? Um, I know more than you, actually, especially around this. Um, and then especially, oh, my God, don't get me started on the male doctors. It's like, you don't even have a pussy. Please go somewhere. Um, you, you know nothing. You don't even have the parts that I have, and you're trying to tell me what to do with my body. No. The male doctors were always my favorite. Oh, my God. Thank People God. People keep telling me to get male doctors, and I'm like, I don't. I know I'm really immature, but I'm like, you just want to look at a coochie all day? I know. Both it depends on your, your preference and like what you're comfortable with. My son was delivered by a man, mm -hmm. and then my C-section was performed by a man. And they're they're both my Good. favorite doctors from that. Good. Practice. Listen, that's what I'm like. They are. They do exist. Don't get don't don't give me don't like I'm not right. I'm gonna say that they don't, but they. But I assume you deal with a lot of. Oh my god, I get so I deal with so much shit. Like when my my birth in my hospital birth in December. It was the, the this doctor on the floor, and she was, like, rushing my client, like, 
you're not you're not progressing as far as like you've been you've been x amount of centimeters dilated for like an hour now and longer labor she's like are you sure you don't want pitocin because longer laboring time can um lead to higher um a higher chance of c-section i was like actually pitocin is the number one leading reason and cause to having a c-section at the hospital and she was so fucking mad she literally was like i'm not coming back in that room she switched out and like never came back another doctor came in and that doctor was amazing and i loved her and my client loved her and we had a very beautiful hospital birth so fuck you i don't care bye so can you so do you will so if a doctor so say i'm in labor which i can actually go back to my labor mm-hmm. uh they put me on pitocin they mm-hmm. said i just wasn't progressing far enough for them which so, I, but it's for them though yeah i'm Let's super un, like i have no knowledge to it so i'm like okay fine right then all of a sudden they come in and they're like, we need to take you off Pitocin. His heart rate is far too low. Jeez. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, okay, they take me off Pitocin, heart rate's completely fine. They come back in and put me on Pitocin again because they're like, okay, his heart rate's fine now. We're going to put you back on it. And then I'm like, hold up. I was like, we just said that his heart rate, they're like, well, we're putting you on a lower dose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're having a doula would have been like, I wouldn't even been on Pitocin in the first place. I was, uh, I was gradually, I think a centimeter about every hour. Mm-hmm. And oh, they, that's it really was just, great progression. Yeah. And they were just like not having it. And that's the thing. Like these hospitals, they, they wanted to go in their, um, like in their benefit, for their benefit. Really. They want to get you in and out. They want to get right. you in and out. If you guys have not watched it. Everyone, please watch The Business of Being Born. It is the most, like, informative documentary that I've ever seen. It really, it literally is what the title is, The Business of Being Born. And you hear how often they force Pitocin on birthing people, like, left and right. Because, again, um, it leads to C-section, which is good for them because, number one, it's faster. Number two, they make more money when they perform surgery than they do being present for uh, a vaginal birth. So, like... It is mind-blowing. Like, they will force Pitocin on you for whatever reason. If they, like, I'm fucking hungry. I need to get out of here. They will be like, okay, you need some Pitocin, girl, because you're taking too... Like, it's like, birth is not a rushed experience. It is called labor because literally that is what it is. Your body is in labor. It is working. And, like, it's going to take time. That's just the bottom line. And, like, if we rush a very beautiful, wild, primal experience, there will be adverse effects. Why would we do that? Why? I don't understand that. Yeah. But like, yeah, girl. Can you enter? So, can, so, so say if I was, like, when they, the first time they were, like, you need Pitocin. As a doula, would you have told me, like, I don't recommend Pitocin right. at and, all? And, and that's the thing. Like, it's not at all an, an I thing. It's right. very much... This is what Pitocin is. This is what it does. This is the pros and the cons. And I would ask you, what is the most, like, compassionate, you know, like, route for you to take? Because this is your birth experience, not mine. Right. I have to give you the knowledge. These doctors will say, yeah, you need Pitocin. They won't, they won't give you a chance to consent. They won't explain to you what it is. They won't tell you both That's sides. That's literally what happened. Yeah, they won't they're going to say, oh, we're going to do this, this, exactly. and this. Exactly. And you're just like, oh, and oh, I was okay. like, my first birth, I'm like, okay. Yeah. It, but think about that. That is all of us, right? Right? Like, none of us, and that's why you you need a doula because you, of course, you don't have that knowledge. Like, we are, we have other shit going on. Like, hello, I'm growing a fucking baby. Number one, number two, I gotta get the nursery ready. I gotta, I gotta buy all the shit that I need. I'm hormonal as fuck. I'm hungry. Who has time for that? You know. Right. So like, you have you you get to create the care team that you need, and like a doula should very much be, you know, like a priority. I feel like because again, like if we 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 the goal is to 
have a blessed and desirable birth. That's it. Like you want to have a beautiful memory of your birth. No one wants to like live with this like I feel so shitty and depressed to this day around the way that I gave birth. Or scared to have birth again. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- exactly. That's a very a very real thing. So yeah, like I I'm 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 I would say, you know, we would say to the doctor, can we get a few minutes? Like I'd like to talk to my client, like just so we can like go right. over you know, and like we would have that conversation because even if like in your birth plan, like if we discussed that you said you didn't want an epidural, but like we get there and you're like, you know what, fuck this, I'm tired, I, I need some sleep in between my contractions, I've been doing this for too long. If that is a compassionate decision for you to make for yourself, that is okay. Like we don't force our our opinions on you. We give you the information so that way you're informed to make the best decision for yourself. I wish I would have had a doula with my birth. God bless Matt. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. (laughs) He tried. I'm telling you, he tried his hardest and he tried his best. But listen, I had no, I had back labor, no breaks in between my contractions. I was, it was rough for me. He was trying and I was like, get the fuck out. Yeah. And he was like, he was, and I remember I asked for the epidural and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you can do this. You're so strong. Oh, You're so strong. And I was he like, was being a, he was being a daddy doula. You were cussing him out. I was like, get the fuck out. I was like, I don't want to hear you speak. I was like, if you even have to choke, go outside. I was like, I'm sure you choke on your own spit. Because oh I was just so, and I was so tired at that point. Mm-hmm. And the doctors kept telling me to lay down on my back. And I remember, I was trying to be on my ball, like on my fours. And they were like, no, you need to be on your back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then that's what made it all you work. You don't need to be on your bed. Yeah. Right? Like, as soon as I laid in the bed, it was the worst it was position over to give birth, actually. <laughs> and like Matt was like rubbing my back, and I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Oh my god, but he tried so. Like God bless him. Yes. But I was also making him very frustrated. Listen, so. like, Tommy, my husband did not do shit. My first birth, not not shit. No shade. Usually they don't do shit, but <laughs> that's why, that, ladies, you have to get a doula. <laughs> he got me pregnant and then he went overseas he and got me pregnant and then came back like a week before I gave birth and he, he, is he in the military? no he was he used to be what he was doing like private contracting okay. and came back and he was like standing back in the corner like white as a ghost he was scared. To pass out. oh he was terrified so shaking boots. look we hold space for the partner as well just so you guys know. <laughs> have you ever had partner pass out? no no I see the little videos and I'm like some you doing all the work and you, I'm doing all the work and you passing out? Yeah. Okay. So like, first of all, this isn't about you taking the attention <laughs> off of me because they always have to rush to the husband. Yes. I'm like, hell no. No, I haven't had any weird experiences with, with the partner so far. He I'm did sure really, it's in my future. My husband did really good the second time around. Okay. Like, he was scared because they said I had to have a C-section. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I had to hold it together for him. <laughs> I could tell he was scared. I was like, oh shit, I can't tell. I can't let him know that I'm scared. Oh, and they scary. were like cutting me open. I was like, oh, I hear cutting. And he's oh, like, I hear cutting. <laughs> he was like, it's okay. I think they're just cutting paper. Oh, he's so in the OR. Just like, this is yeah, We just want to do a little quick arts and crafts uh, project <laughs> right? here. Oh, he's so cute. What is your favorite part about being a doula within birth? And then do you have a favorite, like, Fertility, postpartum, labor and delivery. What's your favorite? Um, my favorite part. Sorry, what's the first question? What's my favorite part? Of- yeah. So, what's your favorite part of the doula experience? Okay. Like in general. Honestly, um, I just like to. I love to to be able to hold space in the way that I do because it sounds a little selfish, but it's literally 
um, giving, provided like healing for myself. And like, it's like providing that knowledge allows like each birthing person to like reclaim certain parts of themselves. And it's like, they're literally, like most of the time when I'm talking to my clients, they're like, oh my God, what the fuck? I did not know that. Like, like for instance, if I'm like going through my cervical dilation wheel and being like, one centimeter is like smaller than a pinky finger, but like 10 centimeters is like, like so big i can't I, I wish i could like show y'all my, my wheel but like like just being able to have the visual of like what that actually looks like just providing that knowledge because it's like i don't understand why these doctors and even midwives like like they they don't they like in that area of like realizing just giving someone this information will can change everything for them because you have a better idea of like what choice to make for yourself and like just remembering my experience and being like damn I had no chance or opportunity to make a choice for me right or for my body or for my baby it was like this is what the fuck you gonna do and this is how it's gonna go and that's that and so like really just being able to provide the information and education for them to have their own voice I think is my favorite part um and then as far as like my favorite like like trimester like, <laughs> like just like if I birth or, or postpartum or um it's just it's definitely the birth for me it's like I had a home birth in August end of August and like oh my god is that where the video from your Instagram yes. comes from I wish I sounded like her she sounded like she so was good. she did not fucking need me I'm like girl you better work like she was going through it but it was like you know realizing like it's a it's a excuse me it's a I just burped sorry it's a mirror thing like damn i have guided her and held her hand through this to be able to show up for herself in this shit like that is so fucking powerful for me like so powerful for me like damn like i got her here you know like yeah that is like oh i can't even i can't even put it into words because it's just like wow i'm so i was so proud of her like she was literally talking to her baby the whole fucking time that was getting her through and I mean, obviously there were moments where shit got real and that was, that's, that's, it's it just a part of it. But like, oh my God, it just is just to be in that space. It's like, cause I, I didn't get that opportunity. Right. I still am like, damn, I've not even pushed a baby through my vagina yet. So like just seeing someone, you know, go in there and be one with self and like trust their baby and trust their body and trust their intuition and like she's telling us what to do like and that's really how it should be in birth yeah moms and like birthing people should be guiding the professionals because this is your birth you, we're here to assist you like not the other way around so like um yeah i don't even know if i answered your question no, you I think did. I did. would you even know what to tell people when you just said that i just my mind is like i wouldn't even know what to let you do like i'm a woman that's given birth and i still don't think i could tell you what to do like you would need to take the reins and now that's like so weird it's to not me. true it's not true because it's like we're not trained we're not we're not um encouraged to listen to our inner intuition so it's really just an intuition thing it's very much a like you literally you know what you need and you know your baby will tell you your body will tell you like instinctually yeah like it is very much an intuitive relationship with your body and your baby you you're good like yeah. you need you, like you don't need these other fucking people these outside people to tell you what you need you know what you need but you have to be in a space to feel like feeling safe 
You have to right. feel safe enough to even go there. Most of the time, we don't have the opportunity to go there because it's loud. There's noise. There's noise beeping and shit. The lights are fucking bright. Like I also like to call myself a birth designer because <laughs> like we got low lights, we got candles, we got a playlist going. You gotta find so peaceful. Um, like yeah, yeah, like no talking during sensations. I don't say contractions, but like when I say sensations, just yeah. so y'all know. No talking during sensations. Let this mom be at peace with her body and her baby. Every sensation is getting her closer to her baby. Sometimes that shit sounds crazy and looks crazy, but it's okay. Like every everything is good. We're safe in here. Like we're good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish I would have had her at my birth now. I like, think it's also like we know what's happening with mm-hmm. our bodies during birth. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're never given that power to verbally express right. it and say what we need. And also, I feel like so many women go into birth not knowing anything mm-hmm. about what's happening to their bodies. Nothing. Nothing, yeah. Nothing at all. Like, I learned in my doula training that, like, most, a lot of our female organs are actually named after white male scientists. Like, our fallopian tube, our um, Bartholin gland, and I forgot, there's a few others. Like, literally, their names are, like such and such fallopian something something like they have like literally our body parts are named after white male scientists like a lot of fallopian yeah like and and, and, and literally (laughs) it's like it's literally it's so it's so crazy like even the word vagina um in like latin it it it, um converts to like male sheath like a covering of like that's petty it's it's crazy i hate it here it's ghetto it's literally the ghetto and so like it's just, it's just like, I'm so grateful to have, like, gotten the training and, like, having the skills that I have because I've been able to reclaim my own sacred anatomy around this shit. So that's why I, like, go hard to give this knowledge to, like, my clients. Like, hire her. That's all I, that's all I can say. Yeah, hire So, me. I don't know if this is an appropriate question, but do you feel like it's more wealthy families that hire you or do you see people like from all that's a very good question um like i'll just put it to you like this um birth like the 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 bullshit that happens around birth like especially like when it comes down to the fact that we live in a society that is like in the united states it is the most progressive around technology and yet we have the highest number of birth disparity in our country that shit does not make any sense um and like when you think of like serena williams and beyonce who had um experienced like they experienced um like in some ways like racism in their own birth experience it's not a socio-economical like thing it's really it's just very much about like I know what I need to, to, to stay alive I, I, for my baby to live, for me to live, um, and, and, like, to have a safe birth. It's not about money. Like, I, I there are people that have booked me um, that range, like, that come from a low-income area all the way up to, like, someone who is, like, in corporate America and doing well. It's not about, like, you know, um, what kind of money do I make, but it's just, like, this is what I need and like I'll make it work and like I make it work with clients too like if they ask like can I work out some sort of like payment plan yes we can work out a payment plan because it's like you deserve this so like right we're gonna make it work (laughs) I feel like that's one of those things that are like listen this is what I need and if I have to like Stop ordering fucking DoorDash all the time. Like, yeah. Where is DoorDash? Where 
it didn't go the way like she had had a a, um, a vaginal birth, I'm sorry, a C-section, her first baby. And like the reason why she hired me is because she really wanted to have a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after C-section. And like I wasn't allowed at the hospital and she had another C-section. And it sucked and I cried for fucking days. Like I'm literally like a little bit getting emotional about it because it's like we had done so much work and she was feeling like so empowered to like go in there and like they're like, mm, yeah, no, she can't come in. So like in some ways I kind of feel like if I was there, it wouldn't have went that way. But also, sometimes it does go that way, even if I was present. So, like, I try not to, I try to give myself grace around, you know, the outcome of birth. Because sometimes it's just, babies come into the world in the way that they're going to come. And that's yeah. just that. That's just a part right. of it. So, yeah, girl. That is so powerful. I can't believe that. Yeah, I never even thought now about <clears throat> COVID, like, you guys not being allowed. Yeah, most of the time we're not now. It's, it's oh. really fucked up. That's why I'm like so so grateful that like my last birth was a home birth, my next one is a home birth, and somebody I just booked last weekend she's also a home birth. So I'm like yes, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm like yes. Like, are we doing this? Okay, we're doing this. We're doing it. We're doing it. Listen, so we'll see. And I'm like excited to like, you know, just to see how like my next hospital birth does go because it's just such weird times. Do you have one coming up? I don't have any hospital births coming okay. up right now. I literally have three. Oh, birth. Back back. So we'll see. Yeah. Have you ever done one in a birthing? What do you think is the difference? Can you tell us the difference between a birthing center hospital yeah. and then like a home birth? Yeah, I like the I like to call a birthing center like the bed and breakfast of birth because it's like it's like literally like almost like even like having an Airbnb for birth. Like it's like it's like they have more. Um, it's it's perfect for someone who's like right in between like. I want to have a home birth and I'm like, uh, I don't really know, about, I don't want a hospital birth, but like, I like that there's comfort around, like, if there's crisis, then, right. you know, it's like the perfect medium, I feel like, like, it, the, the, the birthing rooms are like, look like a bedroom, like, look, it looks like this, honestly, mm -hmm. in like birthing centers, like, it's cozy in there, it feels like, you know, it's like your second home or a nice little getaway for you to have your baby, um, versus like a home birth is like. It just feels different. Your body just feels different in the place that you live. It's just right. very different. But still, both are really great options. Oh, I have a friend who gave birth at a birthing center, and she was like, excuse me, her first, her <coughs> first, I think she said her first pregnancy was like her first labor delivery was really traumatic. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I never want to deliver in a hospital oh. ever again. And then so she did her second, she has four children, and she did the rest of the three in a birthing center, she was like, it was amazing. Like, um, her, her husband was in the tub with her when she oh. delivered. And I was like, beautiful. Yeah. I think I would do that. You would. Would you ever have Everett in the tub with you? Yes. Is that your baby? That's, that's my son. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, he likes to watch videos of women giving birth. Oh like, God. he loves How that. How old is he? He's almost five. Oh, my God, girl. Your next baby, just call me. I don't know if I want you. She's gonna have another baby. Don't worry. I'm five, Yeah, I just, we'll I like, I, I think I'm that person that's in the middle. For some reason, I have just this overweening anxiety of something going wrong and being. First of all, my house there ain't no space for you having a baby. <laughs> my house, like we make damn room. dogs. Oh yeah, oh, a dollar would be jumping me. in the tub. I mean, oh my god, yeah. we make it work. I just think birthing centers is like you said, is that, and then I it, think that would probably be good for you. Just like kind of what I'm hearing from, like and like right. observing from you, I think that would be a really good like I for you. say, I would just die to give birth at the farm, 
Honestly, no, I would. At Ina Mae's farm, I would. Oh, my God. I would totally do it just to have these nine-year-old midwives deliver my babies. Mm-hmm. Only if me and Aiden can be there, too. They, I don't think they allow, I'm not sure if they allow other people there besides what? the. The birthing person and, yeah, like, probably, like, the spouse. The partner. I don't, I'm not sure, though, because all the stories I read, it was just her and the husband. I don't know. I, w- I would want to watch. I can, like, videotape it, then. Okay. <laughs> No, uh, you're like, you actually, I love to work with clients that feel like fear around, you know, like home birth especially, so, yeah, there's a lot of like, I, I would like love to work with. I don't know why there's, maybe I've watched too many movies or I've listened because, to too many people in the medical field. Because you're conditioned no, it's, to think it's conditioning. that you have to give birth in a hospital. I think so, I honestly think so. Safe. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely what it is. It's conditioning. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't even think that we weren't giving birth in hospitals, like, a hundred years ago. We weren't. Like, that, to me, the blue, you know what, my Such mom, a new concept. my mom gave birth to all of, all of us with no epidural, and she just was like, it wasn't available back then. She was like, I didn't have the choice exactly. not to. And I was like, right? What? So I was like, damn, I don't even need this, because look at you. Like, they're out here just doing it. Like, literally, they were just out here doing it. Mm-hmm. They were just out here doing it. Like, oh. fuck it, we doing it. Like, first of all, they had no fucking choice. Okay? Like, right. what you gonna do, go home? Right. They yeah, still okay. have all them kids. Mm-hmm. I know, like, and my brother... That alone is, like, very, very empowering. So I did, like, I swear, I tried, I tried. No, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. And then my mom, the first thing my mom says to me when she comes into the postpartum, and she was like, it's not for everyone. And I was like, bitch, get out. She tried to play with you. Okay, she did, mom. yeah. So I think more of me trying to go without the epidural was trying to, like, and you know what everybody was saying to me when I was telling them I was trying to go without an epidural? They were like, no need to be a superhero. No need to be Wonder Woman. And I was like, first of all, it's not fucking about that. Whoa, toxic. Oh, like, and you know where it mostly came from? Men. Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh my god, they were like, they no need shit. to be, you're not Wonder Woman. No need to be a, that's what it is. No need to be a hero. And I'm like, hero of fucking Sorry, what? Sorry, go be pregnant. And let me see. Like what a, you right. A hero of what? Like, they were like, don't try to <clears throat> It was especially men who's, who's had babies before. Just tell her to get the epidural as soon as she goes in. You, you literally know nothing. You know nothing. LOL. That is very funny. It's always the men I feel like that has something to say about labor and delivery. Like, cause you go through, cause you go through it. Cause you know, you know of anything. Exactly. Around this matter. It's always men who have shit to say about everything. Uh-huh. Men, they always talk about breastfeeding. All of it. That is the truth. So, what is your advice to someone trying to find a doula? Like, how to pick the right person for them. Yeah. Um, it's so weird because it's like, we're like, so low-key. It's like, uh, how the fuck do I find a doula? Like, you can, obviously, you can Google. Um, you, like, utilize, you know, social media as much as you can. Like, follow hashtags and, um, like, literally just type in doula on Instagram and someone, if not a hundred thousand, will pop up. Um... I think I'm very at this point I'm like a like a referral type of like word of mouth type of thing which I actually kind of like I feel like it works better for me um I do have a website but like I don't know I would just say like just type doula in like wherever your location is type in like Pennsylvania doula or like whatever your city is doula and see what comes up but um again there are like doulas that are out here that are like westernized like depending on like what training they came through they're not as like I don't know. It just depends on what you want. I don't want to say I don't know, but it just depends. What I do know is it depends on what you want. So find someone that is aligned with you. You want to do consultations. Most of the time they're, they're free. Go with your questions. 
um, and you know, just like go in with you with your questions, whatever you want to know, whatever you want to ask, ask it, and like, yeah, just like feel it out. It's like all very intuitive. I know it's like that's scary, but it's just like whatever feels good and natural to you, just go with that. Like that's my best advice that I have, which is may may not be the great the best advice. Like you have to go and see if you vibe with the person. Yeah, you yeah. definitely have to vibe with the person. And I feel like you should do that for like doctor OB too. Yes, you gotta do it for everybody. Like whoever is on your birth team, like everybody needs to get interviewed low key. Like yeah. I love to tell my clients, this is free info. Just like go into if you are having hospital birth, what is your rate of C sections that you perform at, at your practice? If it's over like thirteen to fifteen percent, run. So I have Kaiser insurance. And obviously, I do have an OB, uh, an OB which I love. She's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I like, but where I would deliver is GBMC. Mm-hmm. But their doctors are on rotation, so you never know, know what you're doctor gonna you're gonna get. Call, yeah. I feel like right now though is the rise of doulas, mm-hmm. um, because a lot like I have brides that have been asking me, and like my like my, my little she's I call her my little sister Izzy. She is just she works in the medical field mm-hmm. as she does radiology through like cardiovascular things like that. Uh-huh. and she's like as black women she's like i'm scared to give birth in a hospital she was like i she's like she's like i really want to do a home birth but she just like me is like i'm scared to not do it in a hospital and then that's why she was like i think i'd want to find a doula yeah and that is the, like that will like unlock everything for you if you do have that like feeling of fear around right. hospital birth i mean around home birth like that's that we're literally here to like break that down and unpack it like we're low-key like a therapist right. in some ways and like but you need that like you need that like that that level of like okay like like let's like put in like let's put a name on this like what is this that exists like what is the feeling around it right how do we unpack it how do we like move it out of the way right so that you can have the birth that you deserve so so i this is what i was thinking actually on the way down so say <clears throat> my boyfriend he worked and like never went to any of the appointments mm-hmm. Just because he couldn't get off for him. Right. Is that something you provide? Like, so yeah. say if I was like, oh, I hate going to these appointments. We show up. We will definitely show up to the appointments. If just that's like, like a mutual, like, give it a the prenatal just to be there? Absolutely. That's yeah, like my are... favorite thing to do. Yeah, I think then, we do that. Yeah, we do that. We do that. We definitely do that. Like, and even if we can't make it, if it's like a FaceTime situation, we'll be on FaceTime too. Yeah. Because I feel like, I'm. did you feel ever rushed during your they are like, very prenatal, I meant, like the prenatal visits? Uh, I felt like I was rushing them. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I hated going. I'm like, why the fuck am I even going? Like, I didn't want to go. I feel ever. Like with my with Matt, with Matthew, I would, like, want to ask all these questions. Then they'd be like, okay, we took your weight and your blood pressure. Bye. And she'd be like, is everything okay? And then be like, okay, bye. Let's schedule your next one. And I'd be like, uh, what? Yeah, you don't no, have no, a chance okay. to ask questions. I had yeah. experience in most of that. Like, if I had questions, I always felt like my questions were answered very thoroughly. That's good. But, like, really... Why do you need to check my weight? Yeah, I feel like my OB always get in and get out. felt like I was just like over dramatic. She'd always be like, "Like, come in. Uh, you can uh, come oh, in. So you, you probably can listen like to my the OB. Yeah, and then let me leave. Let me go. Home. They didn't need to do heartbeats. They probably me. loved you, girl. <laughs> they were. I feel like mine were just like they. Oh my god, I was just always scared for them to check my weight and then just to tell me I'm getting too much weight. No, no, I definitely had a similar experience around like feeling rushed and like being like damn I didn't even have a minute to think if I did have a question right I don't know I'm not sure because I'm already putting my jacket on and I'm leaving because you're white yeah maybe maybe that, that might be that might be yeah that might be rushed I don't know I just always and then again I like am a hypothyroid
contract to a point <laughs> to where I think something's like if I feel something off, I'm like. But I feel like your OB should be there to be like. They should definitely okay. provide emotional support, the but one, they typically don't. The one time where I had like a concern, I was at work and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm going to pass out." I don't remember how far along I was. I think it was probably like six or seven months. My mom actually had to come pick me up for work because I couldn't drive. And I called them and I was like, I almost passed out at work. I don't know what's wrong. My blood pressure is really low. And they're like, oh, you're fine. I'm like, oh, okay. And it happened for like a week and a half. What? Yeah. And did you just have blind trust in what they were saying to you? I would just like trust my body, (coughs) I guess. That's good. I'm so mad at myself, the blind trust I give in hospitals. Like now I'm like, after listening to you, I'm like, fuck them <laughs> are you fucking serious i just like because at that point like i'm the person like i'm just like okay they know what they're talking about like when they was doing me test, i'm like okay they know what they're talking about like they wouldn't do anything to potentially harm me but really they don't like every literally almost flew out of my vagina because they were like oh he's not going to come out that fast oh my because God. the doctor checked me and i was four centimeters my water broke Right after, literally, like, as he was pulling his hand out, my water broke. And he's like, you're only four centimeters, probably be a little while. He walked out, and I was like, oh, no, he's coming out. <laughs> I was like, I feel oh, right. That means you were not four centimeters, girl. I don't know. No, I'm just telling you, there's no way. She's probably like you nine. Were, you were much more progressive. Than oh, okay. Than, yeah. Well, I was like, I, I told him this, I was like, he's coming out now. Girl, you're probably like nine centimeters. And she was like, no, it doesn't happen that fast. Not from four centimeters. I was like, I'm telling you, his head is coming out. And you out. see, that was your, like, intuition. Yeah. And your baby and your body being like, my fucking baby is coming right now. Yeah, she looked at the plane. She's Literally, like, oh, there he is. That's what happened to, um, one of my doula sisters had a baby, um, a client last month. And she was like, I called my first baby today. And I'm like, what? She was like, literally, the doctor left out of the room and was like, call me if there's, like, any change. And, like, the nurse, like, she was telling the nurse, like, okay, my client just keeps saying that, like, she feels her baby descending and, like, it's time. She's like, no, it's not time. How the fuck can you tell me it's not yeah, time? Yeah, no, right. Me what I'm So she, like, me. kept going, her and my, my doula sister were, like, going back and forth about, like, her not believing the, 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 the client. And she's like, are you not believing my client because she's, like, black? Like, what is it? Like, right. why are you not listening to her? Right. And, like, literally... The nurse would not get the doctor, and my little sister had to catch the baby because the baby literally fucking came out. Like, and in the midst of the the two of them going back and forth, she like she was like, "Girl, I had to like literally, I'm the one who uh, like unwrapped the cord from around the baby's neck and everything." Oh my god, that is not our job. Like, we yeah. literally are not allowed to do that. Like, she, did she even have like gloves on for a girl? She said she didn't have. She said I had I had rings and shit. She's like my jewelry yeah. was on. Like she obviously, got blood all over her yeah. She said she literally like had to like she, like we usually do bring bring a change of clothes because just who knows what's gonna happen. Right, but it's just like she, yeah, it gets messy. But yeah, it's like what the fuck? Hell, like you can't tell like if I'm saying this, the baby is coming. Then the baby Listen is coming. To me. Oh, you are Listen, four centimeters. You are not four centimeters. I can assure you, I one thousand percent. I mean, it was like not. in the span of a minute. Yeah, so you were probably like. Nine. She was probably a whole change. ten centimeters. Yeah, she probably was. You probably he's were. probably touching his head, and that's what he thought was your cervix. He's like, oh, nope. Yeah, yo, it's like, and that's the thing about it. It's like, okay, it's cool. Like birth is like, it's nothing to plan. You don't, you, you just birth is just, it is what it is. Like it happens the way that it's supposed to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. But like more importantly, when the birthing person is speaking up 
Because also, it's hard to even have a voice in birth, number one. If I'm speaking, I'm saying something that is worth listening to. That's just the bottom line. No one spews off bullshit in the middle of labor and delivery, okay? No. Unless you're, like, high. Right. But, you know, off drugs. But, like, exactly. I, like, unless they put you on, like, you know, a narcotic while you're in there, because I do know, I feel like, not, I don't know if they put you on narcotics, but sometimes they put you on other drugs and Pitocin just kind of, like, ease the pain and stuff. Yeah, whatever they gave me with Everett, I was high as Yeah, day. see? Yeah. This was before the epidural. Mm -hmm. I was loopy. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I was in pain. That was what I was in. But you know what? I don't, when people ask me, I'm like, honestly, like, labor and delivery was so beautiful because I just under, I think you have to understand the pain. Like, understand. Yeah, I don't even let my client say the word pain. Like, oh, I just kept saying pain. I was like, yeah, I'm in pain. I was like, it fucking hurts. Because I remember in Amy's book, I was every every surge is what I think what the I thought I was calling them every surge I was trying to like hone in on it and not scream and to be like she, mm, yes. like it was not it was not coming out like that I was trying but I was laying down on my back and I was like oh I was like it hurts they the, the one nurse told me she was like don't make any noise when you're pushing what she, yeah she said if she was like don't scream don't be like making noise. I mean, she said, not like not make any noise. Oh, like, don't make noise like me. Screaming. Yeah. It shouldn't be like because it'll take away from your ability to push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're making noise, well, this is the thing too that a lot of people don't know is that like our like voice and our uterus, they're like hardwired to each other. So like this, the same noises that you make during sex, you should make during labor and delivery. Like. And, and, and like even if you look at a picture of like the is it called a larynx a larynx I don't know yeah I don't know how to say it yeah that. but that word and then like also like the pelvic floor slash uterus like they look alike but they're hardwired to each other so like you should be making noise but your mouth your mouth should be like elongated like it shouldn't be like because like, it's like tense all your sphincters will close your butt your, your vagina yeah. everything will close up but like if you're like oh like it should be low and like long. That's how baby descends and comes down. Oh, I was I was in that bed like this. Like, uh, cl I was like clenching <laughs> up, clenching no, up. I was like in the fetal position, like laying on the yeah. bed. Yeah. Oh yeah, girl, you closing everything up. Well, just because once they had me in that bed, I was like, it was over for me at that point. Like I couldn't get back up. Girl, when is your first? You need me to come. I'm yeah, home. you can come. I promise. I'm home. Um. So what do you? Can I ask? If you're there, does the spouse just like sit on the couch? No. Okay. So like the thing about me is like. I don't want to leave an imprint on you and like now we're neglecting your partner. No, no, no. But I feel like some partner might like that. It depends. But like okay. also that's something that I would gauge and, and explore as well. And like being like, right. now I'm working with the partner and being like, okay, so like what's present for you? Like, why do you feel like you need to be in the cut? Like we're not doing right. this. You contributed to this life. So like, let's work get with you. Get your hands well. a little dirty. Yeah. Like get in here. Like I will be the one on the couch. And if you need me, come right. get me off the couch. Do you like check centimeter dilation? No. Or anything? no okay. Nothing. Nothing clinical. Okay. All. Okay. Like nothing clinical. So like, um, I, I will get like the partner involved and like I will literally like work with the partner to be me. Right. Okay. But if you need me, I'm also right Sometimes here. you just gotta get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think someone stole our food. Fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think like I just picture if a duel there, I just feel like the partner would just be like, Alright, she's got it. No, that's it, not no, it. it's not that's not cool. Yeah, like we very much have to like involve all all parties. Right. Like, especially the partner. Like, maybe not the mom-in-law so much, but, like, 
Oh, I see. I didn't like. I didn't want anybody else in the room. It was just me. Like I was just me and him. Like me and you did this. Me and you are gonna take it out. That's good because like the more like people you invite in, the more energies you're inviting in, which people also don't. What's the most people you've ever had in a room? Um, actually, my last birth. I I keep calling it a communal birth because it was me and two other doulas. It was there were three doulas. Wow. There was midwife, sister. Her mother and grandmother were there at one point, but when it came, when it all boiled down to it, it was five of us. Was it a home birth? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was like, I want to cram in a hospital in there? Yeah. No, hell no. They don't play that. Um, they don't play that. But like, in my, my, one of my hospital births, it was me, the mother-in-law. Oh yeah, I guess it was just me and the mother-in-law. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't want no moms up in there. My mom is not the She's type of energy. She's a really cool, like, mom. Oh, see, so, you no, know, my mom's not the type of energy you yeah. want in, like, a labor and delivery. And that's the thing too, like I love to explore with like clients is like, you know, like who's gonna be present? Because like it's we just gotta protect all like we have to protect the, the room. Right. We just do. So like who's gonna be here? And like um like I like whoever is going to be present, I like to try to get to know them as well because it's like sometimes it's not sometimes I don't have to like shut the doctors down, sometimes I gotta shut the family members down. But like respectfully. Yeah, I can imagine. Respectfully though. But like, you know, it's just like, I have to advocate for my client with like around, no matter who's involved. Right. <laughs> so it's good to know for me to like know and feel out everybody that's involved. I wish I would have had somebody like security standing at my door. Security, oh my God. <laughs> like after I gave birth. Yeah. Telling people to go the fuck away from me. Yeah. I feel like there's so many visitors and I hated that. But that's something you can explore with your doula. Like that, you can have that in your birth plan. Like after birth like yeah i didn't allow it after yeah. after we had our daughter i did not allow it i only allowed my brothers and my mom that's good and uh my mother-in-law yeah that sounds like you had more than that coming to visit you yeah you it? i had i had this chick show up that i haven't talked to in years because her mom her mom worked worked at the hospital in labor and delivery oh my and God. like isn't that hippo change your voicemail and say hi thank you so much for calling baby is eight ounce eight pounds three ounces 21 inches long if you would like you can order doordash to blah 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 if you would like you can bring food by make sure you talk to my doula like we can arrange those type of things it's like you know like i probably won't get back to you because me and baby are bonding but we love you and we thank you so much for like checking like that's what your voicemail should say i'm way more hostile than that I mean, but I'm just saying, you know. Don't fucking call. Don't like, fucking even call. literally, like, even your doula could, like, have your voicemail yeah. set up for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, just so that you have time to just experience 
the bonding that it, that is needed at that time because so many people want to come in and out and check on baby but it's like they really a lot of people are like fuck mom i don't care about how you're doing or how you're recovering right. it's like let me see the baby oh can you take a picture no no don't be flashing yeah. all over my baby's eyes right. like no so like that's my favorite thing to be like let's do let's hang signs and like change your voicemail like i'm shady in that way but it's like for i them. don't think it's shady at yeah. all because people need to learn boundaries yeah, right exactly. people don't so my no, husband's like mother so with my daughter i was it was literally like christmas eve i think i honestly don't even remember my due date i don't know and my mother was like okay so we're gonna do christmas at your house what like, the fuck <laughs> no i was like first of all no I'm either going to be that. in the hospital giving birth, I will be in the hospital just have given birth, or I'll be home with recovering. a new recovering, or I'll be at home in labor. The right. germs. The germs. Like right. That. And she's like, okay, well, we're just going to show up. I'm like, you can show up, but I ain't letting your ass in. People are so bold. Invasive. Ugh. Wow. Like, people don't know boundaries. And you know what I find hardest to set boundaries with is women who have had kids before. Yeah, like, because they're like, oh, I did this. I did it. This. I did it. What does that have to do with me and mine? Right. Okay, good for you. That's not what I want I, for myself. Do you know a lot of older women I speak to? They're like, because I'm like, the worst. Of you size. need six oh, weeks. No, yeah. you need six weeks to recover. That's, yes. No, you don't. And they're like, you need way six longer weeks, than that. Six hours after I gave birth, I was home back to me. I don't give a fuck. That is your problem. You actually need to like dive into that and see like what is why, that's your trauma you, don't push you, it on me you had to do that you need to add, talk to your ther- therapist about that sis like that's right. not they're okay. trying to push their little trauma oh on you yes when i was pregnant with evelyn when we took everett trick-or-treating in greenbelt you know like weird white people shit are you familiar with the greenbelt yeah area? my mom used to live there weird people uh-huh <laughs> that's where my husband's from uh-huh. anyways we were like trick-or-treating and this lady sitting outside with this like little tiny baby was like oh my god he's so cute congratulations she was like, I just gave birth three like three hours ago. What the fuck? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> three hours ago? Tommy was like, Katie, your face, control it. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. I was like, what? What are you oh, doing outside? Okay. And why aren't you sitting out here in your diaper passing out? Oh my God, am I really, am I really weird to say that you shouldn't have your baby outside around all the germs? No, no, no. Am I crazy? No, she, like, no. Even She wasn't even exposing herself because, like, you're very open after you birth like your pores your, your yeah like the cooter break everything is open. sliced wide open yeah see that's that's yeah it was something going on oh if you don't mind just going over before we end a little bit about your self-care journal because i feel like we were just talking about like moms <clears throat> at postpartum are just forgotten about yeah we forget about ourselves too yeah honestly like we as as a mother yeah you you forget about yourself no matter if your child is two days old three months old or 10 years old or 21 like the journal is literally for any any mother at any point in their journey um it is very much like so i've always been a writer at heart like i've always i've like gone through millions of journals since i was a kid um and i'm like always searching for like prompt journals because i think sometimes like you have brain farts or sometimes like I, me personally I'm such an emotional person sometimes I'm literally running from my journal to be like oh my god I can't today like I cannot like get these feelings out of my body I'm just too scared to even see like what lives within me right now so like sometimes I do need something to like like you know just like jump start and like get it out so 
I was like searching in the midst of me feeling crazy as fuck after having my baby, um, searching for like what, um, like is there anything out there that like exists for like self care, but for mothers, especially for Black mothers specifically, it's not limited to Black mothers at all. But like just that was just what I was looking for at the time, and like there was like nothing. Like there were some things that were there, but it was just still like not it for me. So I ended up working with the a black indie publisher shout out to brianna psych um and she just like really worked with me for like a year and a half two years to like really just put my vision in on paper um and she was like very patient with me and and yeah so i, I created this journal it's called for us a self-care journal for mamas and it's like a place for you to have a to-do list if you have things to do for you to express daily gratitude um what I love about myself, um, ask some really like very real questions around motherhood. Um, like who can I call on? Like, you know, if shit is going down, like who can I call on? Like just having a list to like see who are people that I trust with like my story and like what's going on. And there's a lot, there's like a over a hundred pages of like prompt questions and motivational quotes and like just a moment for you to just be present with self. Like I really make writing a ritual and I really like try to it's, a, it's also included in all my birth packages like like this is for you this is my my gift for you you know like to just take time now to start like building a relationship with yourself throughout even your pregnancy you know journey because like it has to start now so that like you keep that same energy literally when baby is here and it's cool like we all forget ourselves at a certain point but it's like okay but it's still here for you like you know when you do remember so yeah this was such a great episode i have i learned more from you today in this hour than i learned from five weeks of birth class i mean i'm being so serious yeah and she was a doula too though maybe not the best but like she was a doula damn maybe i need to do childbirth classes you should. You should. Do you, want to, do you know how much I pay for my childbirth class? I think I paid like one hundred and sixty dollars for me and my boyfriend to go, and we learned shit besides that your baby's head doesn't really get shaped after birth. Yep, that was it. Noted. She showed us a lot of videos. Okay. Like that's all it is, is videos. Yeah. Mm. That was, oh, and then I'm sorry. She did tell us that um, you have forty eight hours to get to the hospital after your water breaks. And then I like I, and I said it to my OB and the way her neck snapped, she was like, what did you just say? And I was like, yeah, that's what the person at the birth class said. She 48 was like, hours. She was like, 40, she's like, you're going to die of an infection at 48 hours. I'm telling you. And I was like, should I just stop going to this birthing class at this point? Birthing okay. classes, you should definitely do birthing classes. Know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are, because I like, as a first time, that was something that was so important to me, which yeah. I didn't learn shit, but it was so important to me to yeah. feel like I both were. We are complete opposites. I love the birthing class though. I was like, I'm not going to that stupid damn class. Oh my gosh. Yeah, literally my first client ever is like, do you do childbirth classes? I was like, no. Well, I feel like if you hired you early enough, you wouldn't need them, right? I mean, technically no, but like some people really, I mean, I just like, I kind of adjust my services to like what that birthing person needs. So right. like, some of them don't even care about about those classes so like and that's kind of like how it's been up until now so but like she's my first one she's like we're first time parents we don't know anything i was like oh shit that was i literally didn't know shit i like took i took a breastfeeding class which i actually feel really helped me i didn't need like a lactation consultant or anything because i knew like i was just like 
first of all, she was like an older woman, and she would like grab your kitty and be like, "This is what you need to yes. do." And I'm like, Titty "Okay." Bear. As long as there's consent. Yes. No, she was like, "Can I show you?" Oh, and I was like, "Yeah, girl, go right ahead." And then I felt so confident mm. right after labor, just to be like, "Sandwich that shit." Point the nipple up to the roof of the mouth and stick that shit in there. I was confident. I was like, eat this nipple, eat this nipple. I love it. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. yeah. Yay. You got anything else? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so yeah, much for coming you. on. Thank you so as well. Thanks. I never like gotten a chance to talk about my doula life. So, no, this like, is what great. a pleasure. We will, again, guys, link everything below her book, her podcast, her website, where to find her, her Instagram. And then, and again, everything will be on our Instagram stories as well. You've counted down the seconds. Now make every second count for you. University of Maryland Global Campus will help you wave goodbye to 2020 and say hello to a new year where you take the next step in your education. Whether you want to study business, cybersecurity, healthcare, or IT, University of Maryland Global Campus can help. Apply by January 31st and we'll waive your application fee. Learn online. Visit umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Hi, friend. It's your home speaking, and I need some favors. Could you turn on some of the lights in the basement? Um, I'm scared of the dark. Also, this one is easy. Could you bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO so we could save money? Last thing, just a suggestion. Could you steam clean the carpets? I need a spa day. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today.